Right. It's been a hectic time. Dan, you know, every time I try to stop, another bang has dropped. I'm sorry. Oh, eh? Did you miss us out there? Starting off right, let's get the energy up here, come on. I don't want peace, I want problems in my liver. Wat wat, ons lijkt is kiet kattas. Wat is het van wat wat? Ons doen net jong naar. That's right. The Temple Boys are back. En bij nou wat wat. That's the single Prom J. Verga, verga. Colored Excellence Volume 2. Dan, why are you so despondent? I don't understand. What's going on? It's just. I don't know. I don't know what he's saying, but I just know I'm being insulted. What are you talking about, Dan? It's not like positive vibes over here, bro. Nothing but positive vibes over here. No, no, I just know that I'm being insulted. That's all. <laughs> and look, you know what? Uh, the other thing is also, I want to be honest. I want to be honest with you, Phil, and I want to be honest with our listeners. Because mm-hmm. what are we if not vulnerable? You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And this mm-hmm. podcast has come to be known for people who bear their hearts and bear their souls in front of everyone. So in all honesty, the reason why I wasn't responding to your song is because I was frantically Googling for a meme that I could use in the beginning because I forgot to prepare one. <laughs> I did not find one by the time you finished the song. So, look, guys, I'm sorry. At least I was honest, right? <laughs> so, so let's let's just start let's just start the show as we normally start the show, shall we? So, um, ooh, Phil, what up, man? Philip. That is my ah, name. Yeah, All right, great. I have to ask you, Phil. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I have to ask you, Phil. Are you good to go? Sound of the thing, man. Get, get, get mud, no. Get mud, no. Hey, 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 hey. Let me hear a drum play. Sound of the thing, man. Welcome to another episode of Two Broke Twimbos. It's your boy, Danny, that guy. A.K.A. Danos, the Mad Titan. A.K.A. Denford, Wekumaraini. A.K.A. Denimbi, my life, your entertainment. A.K.A. I'm done with these streets. 
Someone give me a portion of Ellensville, please. Aka akuna mumwendi tanmu. Welcome to another episode of Two Broke Twimbos. That's right, that's right. You see, the unmistakable, the unquestionable, the I don't have no landable. Please give me some goldable Phil Chad, aka Flint Floss, the big boss, baby. Aka Vince Zappi, aka Sexist from Lovu, aka Filthy Phil, aka DJ Mukaradi, and of course, Shamwari, the Tangerewa Dringy. I think. Well, Dan is speaking about it. Look, the funniest, the funniest joke I saw yesterday. Well, there were there were quite a few, but the one that killed me is a simple statement. Man was like, "Oh, so that's why the Helensville shops look like that." <laughs> and everyone immediately knows what you're talking I about. I could not stop laughing. I was like, "But for real, bro? It's like when you when you're driving when you're driving down Bordeaux Road when you when Bordeaux Road now becomes a Doshaba Road. It's literally." The biggest mall, the biggest strip mall in the country. You've got the Namibian embassy. You've got these lovely houses. Then you cross Harare Drive, and then all of a sudden, like like this, it slowly starts degrading quickly. Like there's that empty field. Then then you get to the Helensville shops on the right. The moment you cross the police station, it's immediately. It's like you've left civilization behind. Anyway. I don't want to go too deep into it. <laughs> no, not, no, all we're talking about is the road. I'm just talking about taking a drive. No, I know, I know, I, I, know, I know, I know. I was about to say something. I'm stopping myself because, you know, next thing you know, Philip, you're going to find yourself apportioned which side you're going. Nah. You always have no, field. No, actually they won't. Field chart belongs to. To, to anyway. whomst. To whomst does field chart belong to. Anyway, let's, uh, shall we, shall we focus on. He Shall we focus on uh, positive vibes? Positive vibes and good vibrations. Yeah, that's the positive. Um, by starting the show with Zimbabweans doing it big, and that's the thing, guys. We've 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 mastered the game. We have mastered the game. You know what I'm saying? Here's the thing: we start off the show with some some high energy dancehall effects to get the right energy in, and then we realize that it's so easy in Zimbabwe to get lost in negativity. So we decided to start the show with Zimbabweans doing it big. So we start with positivity. Takachi master Anyway, before this goes down too 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 deep a negative path, let's talk about some Zimbabweans doing it big. Want to give a big shout out to uh, Darlington, Darlington Young DLC, uh, together with Poptain. Who have uh, a song on Disney? Hey, so some time back we shouted out to Zimbabwean doing it big uh, by the name of Tendai Nyeke, who's one of the producers on a Disney uh, anthology animated series called Kizazi Moto Generation Fire. Uh, this show is basically it's like it's like Black Mirror but animated and African, if that makes sense. It's going to be 10 action-packed sci-fi and fantasy stories. Uh, no, actually more. It's, it's probably more accurate to say it's like um, uh, um, Love, Death, Robots. Have you ever watched that one on, on Netflix? I watched like half an episode. I couldn't get into it. Some, some of these things, I'm too busy. It, like, I, I, you know I need? Understandable. I, I, you know what I need? I need, uh, if I was just able to get like a healthy inheritance from my father, you know, <laughs> w- with substantial properties. No, the problem that is I could you, just... you, you haven't married. You haven't married right, Phil. That's the problem. If you if you marry right, well, my advantage. You can my advantage is I'm still unmarried, so I still have what some <laughs> options available to me. You know what I mean? I can think strategically, but mm, some families ah, you'll never see me. Go <laughs> Phil. If 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 you marry a certain way, one can roll and one farm or one. Ah, then if I if I marry, yeah, Jack. <laughs> 
I, I, anyway, I'd be so back sad. to the I'd positive. I'd be so sad. <laughs> I don't know. You know what? You know what, Dan? Let's, let's actually let's actually table that as a discussion point because I, I want to bring it up. But yeah, because we had we had a lot of responses um, from our last discussion regarding dating. So yeah, do let, let, ah, we'll let's make it, sure yeah. we give put it put it put it in the let's make sure we let's make sure we give DLC and Pop Chain their shine because it's an, it's amazing stuff. Yeah. Shout out to Young DLC and Pop Ten because they are going to be on the official soundtrack for this Disney anthology series that is coming out uh, late 2023. So uh, we have a few months to go before it comes out. But huge shout out to the Zimbabweans involved, including the producer who we had mentioned before, Tendai Nyeke. Uh, and uh, yeah, the song that is coming on uh, from uh, uh, Young DLC and Pop Ten is called uh, I Am The Future. And uh, actually in the official trailer, which just dropped, for this show, that's the song that's featured. So pretty dope. Shout out to Young DLC. Shout out to Pop Tane. While we're on it, I want to have a couple of quick bonus shout outs uh, to our our Zimbabweans out in Australia. Big shout out to Rum Pedzi and Ralph Kahango, who will be on MasterChef Australia, representing with Zimbabwean cuisine, apparently. So if you ever have a chance to vote or anything like so, that, please make sure you so, support. So, our, it's, so, our so essentially, the max, they're only going to be there three weeks. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, it's going to be... Sad than a beef, sad than a stew, no, sad than a name a guru. No, no, you can, you can, you can do something. While we're still on the on, the, on, the, on, the, on the topic of food, millet. Uh, <laughs> if you if you happen to be in Porridge. North Carolina of the U.S. of A, <laughs> uh, specifically if you if you're in Durham, North Carolina, and you are Zimbabwean, please I think support a Zimbabwean there in North Carolina by the name of Zweliba and Zimoyo Williams who has opened the first Zimbabwean restaurant in Durham, North Carolina. It's called Zueli's, and uh, they are featuring authentic Zimbabwean cuisine. So, so once again, menu in English, Hanga, <laughs> Roadrunner. <laughs> okay, let, 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 me, let, me show, let me tell you what's on the menu. There's a variety of signature dishes, including Dovine Murivo, mm-hmm. peanut butter braised greens, which is what that is. There's mm-hmm. also Dovi rice bombs in pepper mm-hmm. sauce. So, so, so Amarula ice cream, spice. Which, to be fair, sounds amazing. <laughs> okay, that's dope. Amarula ice cream sounds amazing. I want that's to dope. That, that's that dope. sounds amazing. Um, so, yeah. So if you if you do happen to be there, go support our Zimbabwean uh, in her quest to spread Zimbabwean cuisine ac- across the world. Zwellies, it's officially open now. Uh, Durham, North Carolina. Go check that out. Yeah, so that's it for Zimbabweans doing it big. Philip, let's uh, let's wrap up some things. Hey, if you remember in our last episode, well, the last episode actually was our interview with um, uh, Cabal, aka uh, Tubaba and uh, Larry Gaga. Larry mm. Gaga. Mm-hmm. Hey, people, people, people were saying that we were looking like uh, starstruck lovers. Philip. Yes, we were. I, 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 I were, <laughs> guys, I. I I, I do not deny it. I, even, I have no interest in denying that. Yeah, I, absolutely. I, we were. Star, so you're telling I, I me if you were on a eyes. Zoom. Hot eyes. <laughs> if you were on a Zoom for 40 minutes with Tubaba and Larry Gaga, you would have what? What, what kind of, you'd have Andrew Tate face. Is that what you're mm-hmm. saying? Get out of here. Top G. Oh. <laughs> Get out of here, man. Huge shout out to those guys, man. And they were so cool. And you know, the, the thing is, Whenever you speak to superstars, you almost expect, you know what I mean, that there's like a level of superstardom. Gee, of mm. course, you could tell they were superstars, but they were cool. You know what I mean? They were joking around. And gee, yeah, shout out to those guys, man. That was a dope, dope yeah, conversation. Yeah, I mean, we we've missed so much because um, we had Larry Gaga and then we had obviously Dr. Nell. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's been quite a while. I even remember there have been so many other episodes in between where like 
Like even in between this, like Natio dropped his song, couldn't talk about it. There's just been a lot happening, man. But yeah, it's good to catch up. I think I think we should definitely we should we should definitely play because at least he dropped the video today. Yeah, yesterday, no, today, today, this morning, yesterday, he dropped this morning. Shout out to K Main. Oh, this morning, shout out yeah. to K Main. All right, so we'll get to that when we get to the music section. But yeah, um, two weeks ago when we had a chance to chat, uh, we spoke uh, about the the concerning situation about Jamie Foxx. Um, it's in the first sort of statement that we assume is coming from him because it was on his account. Uh, he posted uh, a thank you. Appreciate all the love. Feeling blessed on his Instagram. So I hope he's better. <laughs> so yeah. that's just an update on when we spoke about how Jamie Foxx seems to be going through some things. Also, um, we spoke about the upcoming uh, Vic Falls Carnival. You know, Phil and I were hoping that some binga was going to come through and be like, you know what? I got your tickets. I got your accommodation. Go. <laughs> no, actually, it must, it must have got, you know, my network was bad the one day. So I'm assuming mm, that maybe that's, that's when the that's call I missed. Do you know what actually happened? Well, I was planning yeah, on going. Um, and this is probably a more real conversation, but I think it's practical because even like uh, a couple months back, remember we had that really nerdy marketing conversation. And we got a, a lot of actually positive feedback, which was surprising because it was, it was more just like a, a, a nerdy marketing professionals debate that we had. But I saw a lot of people seem to find it interesting. But I think, okay, so before you continue what you're saying, Phil, th- th- that, that phenomenon you're describing is well known in radio. And I just wanted to quickly address it while we're Oh, here we go. The more, the more, the more specific and in depth a discussion goes, the more likely that you're going to get responses. So, um, us having an in depth conversation about marketing will trigger five to 10 people who are super interested in marketing to have a conversation. But that doesn't mean in general, overall, everyone else is interested. So keep that in mind, Phil. It doesn't mean we must always just get into super nerdy topics all the time. But continue. Oh, sorry. <clears throat> it's, it's, it, it's, it's ironic. It's ironic you're making, the, you're, you're making those uh, sounds and gestures when you're about to get into a nerdy topic. But no, anyway, Dan, We are very entertaining when we're nerdy. No. What I was going to say, especially in Zim. Obviously, Zim, by default, is a very trying economic environment. But particularly this year, since January, it has become even more troubling. In recent weeks, much more so because for the first three months of the year, the bank rate and the black market rate were somewhat similar. You know, so even when companies were like, we're, we're pegging our invoices to the bank rate, it was a little bit of a loss, but it, it was a loss you could stomach because it wasn't, it was like 10, uh, at like 10, 20 basis points more or rather less than the black market rate, which is, which is, which is like not, not the best, but tolerable. In the past few weeks, especially leading up to ZITF, you saw the black market rate. It's not double the bank rate. And when the moment that happened, clients just started holding on to cash. Like we've, I've got so many invoices that like purchase orders have been sent and then I'm just, I'm just waiting. Now you got to reissue and so forth. And that's, that's partly why, why I didn't end up going to trade fair and end up going to Vic Falls. Because of that. And I wanted, wanted to know from you, and I also want to know from our listeners, like, how are people surviving? Because I know it's an ongoing joke and an ongoing thing that your Zimbabweans are resilient, always find a way. Yeah, sure. But I, I, ideally, we shouldn't have to live in that default. But particularly now, I, I'm very interested in finding out what people are doing. And if we think, or if you feel, Dan, since I'm having the conversation with you, Things are going to ease up 
after elections because I think that's one of the main causes. It almost feels like everyone's just holding on to money to, to see what happens with the elections. Then they're going to start releasing funds. But how, can, how long can the country last like this? Because people aren't being paid. Like across the board, invoices aren't being paid. So, by the okay, so obviously, Phil, you're talking about someone who owns a small business, specifically a business that deals with a lot of things like in marketing and so on. No, I, I'm, talking, I'm, I'm also talking keen how people who are in. I'm talking across the spectrum, um, like like people. Who, no, no, I mean like people who are earning salaries. It's a bit different, right? Um, exactly, but but even within to that, answer your question, I, I've been so Phil. Just your question is is. I've been wanting, like I, I wanted to tweet it several times in the past couple of weeks because, and then I couldn't really figure out how to phrase it without, you know, I also didn't want to get into like weird conversations with people on Twitter and whatever, but I, like, I really wanted to ask like, yo, how are you guys doing it? Because, and the reason I say this is, um, I have what should be considered a good job. I have alternate streams of income. And I'm struggling. I'm like, yo, what is like the average person doing? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I, I was like, what are you guys do? like? What are you doing? I don't get it. What are you doing? Dan, I, I went, think, to, I, I went with the madam today into the shops to do small, small grocery. <laughs> I, 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 what are people doing? I don't. I genuinely don't know the answer to that question. I don't Dan, know the answer like, to that question. I honestly even don't. The, what is the average person doing? Earlier today, I was like, okay, I need to pay Zoll. I opened up the, the Zoll or Liquid now, whatever. I opened up the app. I was met with a figure of 227,000. And I, it, it just took a moment for it to sink in. And then, you know, like you, you can look at the invoices and you're like, okay, last month I paid 200. The month before I paid 100, 100, 160. So like the cost of my internet doubled. Literally, without warning, nothing. It's going to double again soon or go up soon. But salaries are stagnant. People, so it's actually now li- Liquid Home, not Zoe. And uh, Liquid Home is the fastest, most reliable connection <laughs> oh my God. in the country. Do you, and you know, the most annoying thing is, is <laughs> the most annoying thing is, the Zoe at the office was down this week. And the annoying thing is, so you call the number. And whose voice am I met with when I have no internet? <laughs> You know the funniest thing is the, the funniest funniest part. Is, hey, no, I, 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 no, I, I can't, I can't, I can't. I, let me not, let me not expose that part. <laughs> but let me, let me just say, someone Dan knows well was making the phone call, and I started laughing, and he started laughing, and everyone else in the office couldn't figure out why we were laughing. And I, and when I explained it to them, they all like, wait, so why are we phoning? Why did she? Shut up? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, our lives are funny, bro. Phil, your question is very valid, but 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 Phil, we shouldn't we shouldn't be. You know what? People people come to this podcast for an escape. No, but it, it's it is an escape because ultimately, as as and we've discussed this, like as tough and as bad as things are, we'll always find a way to laugh. We'll always find a way to have fun. We'll always find a way to enjoy ourselves, which which is the standard. But I think it yeah. it, 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 it we don't provide any practical benefit to especially listeners. If you're Zimbabwean, whether you're inside Zim, who's maybe looking for answers as well, because people don't have these conversations. So maybe the other thing is like, and people aren't considering this, Dan, is 
that as you've just described, there could be someone in a similar mm. path to you, maybe maybe not in your position, but somewhat lower. And in their mind, they're like, yeah, I've done everything right. I worked hard in school. I got good grades. I went to university. I worked hard there. I got good grades. I got my degree. I got a job. The way things were sold to me, I should be okay now. But I'm not. And who do those people speak to? You know, if they don't have a solid friend group or even just a, a friend group that's empathetic to that, who do they speak to? They, they can't afford therapy. Some of these people, if their jobs don't provide it, they're not on medical aid. Even when you're on a medical aid, you only get a finite amount of, of visits to a therapist. Trust me, I know. So where do they turn? I think a few weeks ago, we discussed like six and 75 meds are unavailable in the country for the longest time. So there's a lot of things here. I think that it'll just be valuable just to have a conversation to figure out, okay, what do we do? You know what I mean? Like, and I'm not talking about like making it sad. I'm, I'm genuinely just like trying to figure stuff out with you because if you're a young adult in this country right now and you've got a job, but things aren't balancing or you, hey, God bless you if you have a company. Because that's tough. Like, what do you do? Like, I, I'm also like, it, it got to a point where I was, was at a loss and I was, I was joking with Dan about the amount of jobs I now have, but <laughs> that's what you have to do. And even then you're like, okay, but this is going to cover this. And, this is gonna, and then and now it's almost like a Ponzi scheme of employment <laughs> just to, just to, just to stay. <laughs> so yeah, ultimately that's okay, my question so is like jokes aside. Yeah, I was going to say jokes aside, and I mean, obviously Zim has its unique challenges, but I don't know if you've noticed, this seems to be a conversation that's happening globally, almost globally. But I don't know if you've been following globally. what's happening in the UK. No, I, I, I definitely am. And that's oh, I get it. I know, like, Zim is unique. Zim is unique. As much as Zim is, has its unique problems, and I get that, it does seem like it's a global discussion. Like a lot of... It seems everyone around the world is talking about how things have gone really bad. Um, but then, like uh, a lot of people say that uh, we seem to be go- we seem to go through the same cycle over and over. So things get really bad for a while, then there's some bit of relief, then really bad for a while, then some bit of relief. So let's let's just hope globally, at least. I don't know in terms of Zimbabwe, Zimbabwe, ah, tumbo no, yeah. But we still haven't addressed the, the the question. Black question. I'm just saying like... I don't have an answer for you. How do people survive? What do we do, bro? How do we survive, bro? Uh, I, I don't know. <laughs> you remember, remember, Phil, when we were talking about... I don't know if we spoke about it on the podcast or if we were not recording when we were talking about how much we pay the maid. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh... And it's not a lot, but it, but you know she can. But it's a lot. She she seems to be able to. It's a lot comparatively, maybe to other things. But she seems to be able to, like you know, she seems like she's she's able to not just pay for the basics, but do one or two extra, you know. Mm-hmm. And I, and I'll be sitting wondering, like, yo, how? You know no, what the, prob- the, you the know problem what is? We grew up too too spoiled, Dan. That's the that's our, our issue. We, we, we've grew- our problem is rent. Phil. If we could cut out rent, just imagine how nice your life mm-hmm. would be. I think the um, follow the Bible. You know, foxes have dens. 
and chickens have pens, but the son of man, you know what I mean? We need to follow the example set by Jesus and just, you know, figure it out. You know what I mean? Just sleep in the streets. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Um, so basically to, to a listener right now who's going through it, we've provided no relief, no answers, nothing. Just like, I'm a one dad. There's no relief. The only thing that I can give, if you're a listener right now going through it, wondering like, yo, things are tough. The only piece of comfort I can give you is that I was awake. Tessa. And you laugh at that, Phil, but I promise you sometimes you feel, because you look at people, you look at social media, you look at people's lives, you'd be like, how are they doing whatever they're doing and I'm not? Mm-hmm. How is Dan in Cape Town? Fam, I, I scrounged to arrive in Cape Town. I did one or two nice things, not all the nice things that I would have loved to have done. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So don't just look at the pictures and the videos of Dan in Cape Town. Just know that there was struggle around it. <laughs> so I, I think actually now is the perfect segue to get back to it. So uh, was it two weeks ago? It's been so long since we recorded. We had that discussion about criminality and how Instagram has created all this pressure. And it's even gotten like, especially with regards to like the Tabo Besta story. Have you seen how many people have now been embroiled in it? This guy is like the center of the corruption universe, Dan. Yeah, including... Dan, his lawyer had to resign because his lawyer has a pending corruption case against him. Zimbabweans are now caught up, including your, your boy's baby mama. They, is, uh, that's your boy. Look. Hey, uh, they were, and they, and <laughs> is, they were dragging her and him. <laughs> hey, <sh> <laughs> Don't... Uh, you know, you know when you want to defend your boy, but hey, I, I don't want to get I, in the dragging. But why are you defending him? It's not your business, and you don't, you don't. Do you know her? I know, I know, but you know, no. Phil, if you start getting dragged, I mean, I also want to jump in and be like, "Hey, no, guys, that's a, it's no, enough. He's no, dead already. No, Stop." That, that's a different one, bro. That's a different one. You don't do a podcast with him every week, like. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, stay strong, my guy. <laughs> so. <laughs> I've got a couple of responses. I'm not going to quote them because some of them were, were sent confidentially. But there were two very different camps. There was the don't ask, don't tell mm. mantra. They were just like, yo, it's not really my business. Obviously, I'm not stupid, but the less I know, the more plausible deniability I have. And I think it's almost just living in a bubble almost where like, as you as you said, I think to me that's excusing criminality. And and some of the people I was, I was holding him to the fire, I was like, but this you do realize you're complicit, right? And they're like, no, I'm not. I'm I'm not doing anything. I'm like, yeah, but you're enjoying ill-gotten gains. And then I gave them an example. I'm not going to mention the name on the podcast. I was like, you do remember there was someone who was dating a tenderpreneur, and when he was caught, the the police went and repossessed the gifts he gave this person because they were purchased with ill-gotten gains. And then they were like, hey, wait, what? That happens. I was like, yes. You do realize that if you if you enjoyed gifts from illegal funding, they can repossess them. So there was that side. And then the other side was, yo, so would you rather I suffer? Which, I mean, that's kind of a valid point. <laughs> but <laughs> tying, tying it, tying, okay. tying it, tying it, these massive landlords in the north. You do realize for you for for those spoils of war, for lack of a better term, that you're enjoying. You do realize they're taken from someone, so someone is suffering way yeah. more than you would potentially be suffering, because it's not like you're picked from poverty. You you went from a middle class lifestyle. You're so you're pressured into it because of social media and your social class and everything else that's going on on the world. 
and you also wanted to live that higher life and you did so. As opposed to people who are literally eating clay just to fill their stomachs. No, but Phil, that's like, that would have happened anyway with someone else. It may as well be me. That that reasoning can come up into the mind. But we're even going far. <laughs> Is this 100% purely transactional? Or are you, because I think when we're discussing about relationships, we're talking about your person. Person that you probably feel flutters in your stomach with when you're around. That you look at like, Ish, he's so handsome. Oh my God. Or he's so he's so kind or so good to me or whatever the case is. I can't believe you did this nice thing for me. No, 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 no. If you know that that person's a criminal, I think it's a little bit different if you if it's 100% transactional because it's like, eh, me, I don't know, bruh. At least I'm one of the country that's eating the juice of the country. But I'm thinking like in a, in a real romantic relationship where it's literally, we are, we are yes, there's, there's gifts and money and whatever, but also potential of like and love. Does the fact that someone is a criminal or potentially a criminal, does that bother you? I think that makes it a much more interesting conversation than rather, I get paid. Because are you still into that person like that? And the answer of, I'm not stupid, I don't, but I just don't ask questions is a little bit like, yo, so, but like, do you care about the person? And if you do, I have further questions, but anyway. Anyway. Anyway, you, all the, this whole conversation came because I was trying to explain what happened at Vic Fultz. Tell us what happened there. What, what, what transpired there? I saw your homie was there. So I have two, I have two accounts of what happened at Vic Fultz. I thought about putting it there. We outside, but we were not actually the ones outside. So I, I'm just going to put it at what happened last, you know, a uh, follow-up from last discussions. Mm-hmm. Um, from the, the Ye Old Herald, arts reporter reports that as if to make up for last year's event where the headline act Scorpion Kings from South Africa disappointed fans after failing to pitch up, this year's event was superb with artists drawn from different parts of the continent living up to their billing. The Victoria Falls Carnival seemed to have been dying down in recent years as some contracted artists from South Africa were continuously pulling no-shows. But after performances witnessed this past weekend, it was evident that the event was still very much alive and its future guaranteed. So, uh, in a very glowing any, 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 any mention uh, of attendance display, um, none that I noticed. Let me try and see if it was maybe at the end. Uh, the audience was apparently diverse. <laughs> didn't seem like it. Didn't seem like it mentions whether there's a big crowd or there's no. I have crowd. not seen one video. I was I was did curious you, to see what the headline video? acts were. Because remember the headline act. Did you see mm-hmm. any videos from the Vic Falls Carnival? I have seen zero videos. The headline act was supposed to be CK. The only conversation I've heard about CK or anything about CK was, this is in the Herald article, CK had a tough time on stage as his songs, although good, were not popular. What do you mean, although good? Not, I, so the crowd seemed disconnected at the beginning of his performance as they waited for him to, form, to perform hits, Love Nuantiti and Emiliana. Dan, how, how, how real do you want us to get in this conversation? Let's get real, Phil. Let's get real. Who's, who's, I don't, we who's, don't know. Who, I don't know CK. Who's, who's going to go first? Me or you? Apparently, Ja Praza and Mikasa were really no, good performers who, as well. Who's, who's going first? By the way, the other article was in the Newsday. Who's going first? Me or which you? Which was very similar. Um, who's yeah. going first? Me or you? Go first. Folks. Nah, no, no. You go first. Yeah. <laughs> okay. No, 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 no. No one's got the guts. Let's be real. I'll, I'll, we have patrons that pay us. To no, no, no. Let's I'll, be real. 
Yes, uh, I'll be real. Okay. <clears throat> I'm, I'm just, I've just done a quick YouTube search for um, Vic Falls Carnival. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I see Andre, the vocalist. Okay, here we go. We've got a two-minute video behind the scenes. I can get a, an indication of the crowd here. I'm, I'm on their page. Well, well, yeah, yeah, I'm on their page. Come on, man. Show me, show me the crowd. Show me the crowd. There we go. Damn. If it's this hard to get images of the crowd, we know it. We're not done. We've, we've, we've edited events. We've done events. We know, we know when there's okay. certain cuts and there's certain tight angles and all you see is the performer. There's no audio. Uh, we know what it is, Dan. All right. Let's be real. Let's be real. Obviously, I didn't go, so I can't speak from first-hand experience. However, before the the event itself, and I don't want to, I'm not going to speak about some inside stuff because uh, I actually did speak to some of the people at uh, 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 who are behind the marketing. Um, before the event, I would say that um, word getting out wasn't great. It wasn't as ubiquitous as. For example, the UB40 concert is that's coming up. Um, or previous events where it seems like everywhere you turned, no matter where you went, it just seemed that all you could hear or all you could talk about was the fact that Vic Force Carnival is coming, Japres will be there, Mikasa will be there, CK will be there. That having been said, after the event, normally it's it's almost a given the morning after you're gonna open your Instagram, open your Twitter, whatever the case is, and just see. From everyone who was there, feel all the FOMO of people posting their reels, their stories, their whatever. And maybe I just follow the wrong people, but I didn't see nothing. So it leads me to believe that, number one, it wasn't the best experience. And number two, there weren't very many people there. Of course, like I mentioned, I wasn't actually there. And if someone was there and they want to share, please do let us know. Uh, I'm, in in interest of full honesty, I did see one or two people talking about it, but no pictures, no videos. Just talking about, hey, we're out in Vic Falls. On the, on the socials. That's all I saw. So, it's not looking good. Not looking good. Yeah, I, and I, well, I, 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 while you were doing, I just saw some videos. There's a video Joao posted, our boy Joao. It looked pretty packed, but we obviously don't know how many tickets were sold versus how many uh, were freebies, how many were packages, this and the third. I, I do think it's safe to say, as considering Dan, Dan and I uh, fit the demographic, normally, Vic Falls Carnival is the event for Dan and I, like consumers that are like us, the lookalike audience of us. If we weren't even interested in, like uh, we weren't interested in going outside of work purposes, that's a problem for a brand. The other thing that I was going to say, mm. and I wanted to be real about it, is like, as a publicist myself, I know the games mm. of PR in this country. I know the games of PR globally, which is why sometimes it's very easy for us to to see through the smoke, which is we keep going back to like knowing a lot sometimes is, is, is saddening because you can read an article or you can read a press release and you can read the subtext. You can deduce what's being said, what's not being said, who said it and what they are trying to convey. And I'm not going to cast aspersions, mm-hmm. but I'll just say some of the notable exclusions in those articles lets me know that there's something that the person that sent the press release or the person that's writing the piece did not want the general public to know. 
which is like, if you're critiquing performances, that's one element of a festival. But another element of the festival is the customer experience. Like, what was it like attending? What was the atmosphere? What was it like getting drinks? You know, how were people also like enjoying themselves? If as a writer, you don't even include that in your story, either you're not. How many people were there in the first place? And that's, that, that is obviously, especially for something like Vic Falls Carnival, because number one, it, 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 uh, it incorporates people traveling from Zim. I mean, from Harare to Vic Falls and then also people traveling from outside of Zim into Vic Falls Carnival. So it's very interesting to see how many people showed up. So. Was it packed or was it not packed? Yeah. And I mean, without like, and as Dan mentioned, like we literally had to go hunting for these videos. We had to, and it's even on the artists, we, are, we follow some of the artists that were booked to perform. And <laughs> even they weren't really posting. So, hey, I mean, Boiti was posting. She was having a good time. She was having a good, what was she posting from the festival or she, she was posting from the tourism? The tourism. About Vic Falls itself. <laughs> yeah, tourism actually had a blast. I'm sure our boy Chief Koti was licking his lips. He's like, Thank you. But <laughs> in terms of the carnival itself, that is the critical question. So we'll see. I, I, I Personally, I don't think this date works. I have it on Easter. I don't understand why you're having it three weeks after Easter. It makes no sense. It's such a weird date, to be honest. But I don't, yeah, I don't get the reasoning behind it. <sighs> anyway, let's move on, Phil. We have things that we want to talk about. Um. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Courtesy of our producer, and uh, some things to talk about. Okay. Um. Star and creator of Showmax's Diamond and Dolls reality series, Teboho Ram. Yeah, her. Him. He has accused free-to-air channel ETV of stealing his idea and turning it into their new late-night drama, Smoke and Mirrors. Um, <laughs> so this is not really a main talking point, but I, 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 have, I have two opinions here that I'm going to mention without knowing too much about the details of everything involved. Um, number one, especially in the world of TV, movies, entertainment, etc., there's nothing new under the sun. Uh, you must protect IP as best as you can. And whenever that is, whenever that is uh, um, compromised, then you must go to the courts and get what is your due. But every time I hear, you stole my idea, I'm like, yo. Oh, the other thing is, Almost all the time, except in a few cases, and most most notably with white people. But anyway, almost all the time, ideas are free. Mm-hmm. People pay for the execution. That's one thing I learned the hard way, guys. When you're pitching, trust me, there's nothing that you're pitching. Very few times it's novel. What is novel is how you execute, especially in marketing. Absolutely. And especially like reality shows, like, guaranteed there's no way that your idea is 100% unique and original. Even if it's something that hasn't been done before, a large chunk of the concept is based on things that already exist. So, I, and, and I, I have this conversation with so many people when they want to be fresh about ideas and fresh about, no, how, do I, how will I know that you won't steal my idea? <laughs> Fam. And by the way, 
in my job, this happens a lot where a lot of people want to pitch ideas and pitch show ideas and pitch uh, feature ideas and whatever. And they're like, they're so pressed about, you're going to steal my idea. How do I know my idea is safe and whatever. And a lot of times with people, I'm like, I, w- I want to, I want you to know that in my 11 years of working in broadcast media, I am 99% sure that whatever your idea is, I've either already heard it before, thought of it before, or heard about it before. And I'm going to prove it to you. When you say your idea, I'm going to show you an email. If your idea is something that has not come up ever before, I'll sign an NDA, no problem. But even then, it's like, ideas are free, man. Ideas are free. Whether they should or shouldn't be, I don't know. That's not the discussion. Whether it's right or wrong, that's not what I mean. What it currently is, ideas are free. Ideas are a dime a dozen. Execution is what makes the difference. So everyone needs to like relax about you stole my idea. You stole my idea. Um, yeah. I don't know if there's anything more you want to say about this. I mean, to be fair, this is, this is a little out of our wheelhouse. Um, I'll look. Yeah. I don't, I don't know enough. Yeah. I'll, I'll look into it, but it also, it's like, according to this, it's a reality TV show. I'm just like, what is novel about a reality TV show? Once again, you're paying for the execution. Yeah. Like, all reality TV shows are the same formula. It's either a competition or you're following the lives of people and you're creating storylines and drama around it. So I don't see what's novel in you here. But I think there's something you mentioned that is starting to resonate with me. Like I'm getting a lot of, well, I always have, but I think obviously in recent times, since I've, I've shifted the business to a lot more on the entertainment side, I get a lot of call from, calls from artists. And... Some of them are very open with the ideas. Some of them, as you've mentioned, are very close and say, no, we've got this novel idea. We don't want to share it. So I'm like, okay, so if you don't tell me it, why are you coming to me? What, what do you want me to do? I, you've just got like, okay, I've got, it's like, it's like, it's like, it's like trying to sell someone a, a sealed box and you tell them, listen, I'm not telling you what's in the box. Trust me. Huh? Mm. I'm not telling you what's in this box, but it's valuable. Yeah. I've appraised it mm. and it's valuable. And you'll only know once you've purchased the box. And in my mind, I'm like, but I'm not, that's not how it works. You show me what's, what's there. If it's valuable, then we'll have, we'll have a discussion. So there's that. And then on the other side is, it's so sad to think that so many creatives, so many artists, people that you've mentioned that come with ideas, they don't understand the economics of art. And I think that's also where they go wrong is because they don't understand the economics of art. You may be susceptible to be taken advantage of. And then as an overreaction or just a reaction to being taken advantage of before, you now become super secretive with your ideas. You know what I mean? And I don't know how do we do it there. Maybe we should bring back some workshops or something, but I've realized artists will come to you. They'll see what you're doing and they'll be like, Hey, um, this one artist that, that messaged, uh, we're doing something with Miss Red. Then they were like, the, the message literally was, um, you don't respond to our messages. And then it was on the company line. The company line has an auto response. Uh, so the auto response is someone sends a message, which is normally high. And we're like, okay, how can we help you? Please choose from these options. They didn't respond to that because they were like, it's an auto respond. So we didn't respond to it. I'm like, but that's the whole point of the auto response. It's so you respond to it. So I then know how to direct and the team knows how to direct your message. There was that. And then they were like, um, can you please partner us up with influences the standard third? I, I looked at their social media. I was like, okay, you're not at the level, but let me, let me humor you and show you how it's done. So I requested a media card, 
went quiet because I knew they didn't have a media card. But at this point, I would expect one of two answers that are acceptable to me is A, sorry, what is a media card? Which would be annoying, but I, I would explain or just show a result and then you'd go and prepare one. Or B, sorry, I just looked up what a media card is. We don't have that. Let me work on that and get back to you. Mm. And that's a microcosm across the board that artists and creatives don't seem to understand the business. Coming back to the discussion we were having about money. I don't know what it is. I don't know how to, how to fully address it because we can only address it in the, our areas of influence. But as a artist, if you're listening to this, what only piece of advice I'd give to you is stop thinking yourself as a creative, start thinking yourself as yourself and as your art, as a business, think of yourself as a CEO and think of you, whoever you approach as a potential partner. And you now need to start figuring out what value am I bringing to you and what value are you bringing to me? If you're a painter and you need someone with a gallery or who's got a market to display your work, your asset is your art. So you're going to be saying, hey, I have this asset, which is art. I need it distributed. Can I distribute through you? And be prepared to relinquish some percentages because they are adding value to your work. And you approach them. Which is another thing is artists seem to be obsessed with owning 100% of something with zero as opposed to relinquishing equity and creating value. And that completes my TED Talk for today. <laughs> so back to this story. Again, I want to say I don't know the intricacies and details of the story. So if, if there are certain things that I am uh, uh, hammering when they rather require a more delicate approach, I apologize. And I would be happy to hear more interesting stories. But honestly, it does it does sound like the same story that I've heard over and over again, which is that someone had an idea, someone started working with an idea, and then someone else went and executed what something similar or even exactly that idea, and they feel aggrieved. Um, again, this is not a blanket statement. Of course, there are situations where ideas and concepts are paid for. In fact, com- concept fee is a thing. However, in general, coming up with an idea is the easiest part of any entertainment process. Mm-hmm especially within within a, a a format that already exists. So here's a reality TV show format. The concept and the idea, even the full pilot episode or the full whatever, coming up with the idea is the easy part. Actually executing it, putting it together, finding the right people, uh, getting them to work together, all of that. That's where the, that's where the, 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 the devil is and the details, as they say. So honestly, all, all, very regularly, I get, I have an idea. I don't need ideas. Ideas exist aplenty. Either I can use an idea that already exists and it's fine, or I can copy an idea from another country even, or I can come up with my own idea. I don't need any ideas. I need people who can execute. So Speaking of ideas and theft, Dan, we've got breaking news. We've got breaking news, Dan. <laughs> we, we now cross over to the courtroom. Where your favorite ginger, who still has your signed CD, is speaking. I'm obviously very happy with the outcome of the case, and it looks like I'm not having to retire from my day job after all. But at the same time, I'm unbelievably frustrated that baseless claims like this are allowed to go to court at all. We've spent the last eight years talking about two songs with dramatically different lyrics, melodies, and four chords, which are also different and used by songwriters every day all over the world. These chords are common building blocks which were used to create music long before Let's Get It On was written and will be used to make music long after we are all gone. 
they are in a songwriter's alphabet, our toolkit, and should be there for all of us to use. No one owns them, all the, all the way they are played, in the same way that nobody owns the colour blue. Unfortunately, unfounded claims like this are being fueled by individuals who are offered as music experts in musical analysis. In this instant, the other side's musicologists left out words and notes, presented simple and different pitches as melody, and by doing so, created what I think we proved for all to see were misleading comparisons and disinformation to find supposed similarities where none exist. And I think we proved for all to see that they tried to manipulate my and Amy's song to try and convince the jury that they had a genuine claim. I'm very grateful that the jury saw through the, those attempts. This may seem, this seems so dangerous to me. Both potential claimants who may be convinced to bring a bogus claim, as well as those songwriters facing them, it's simply wrong. By stopping this practice, we can also properly support genuine music copyright claims, so legitimate claims are rightly heard and resolved. If the jury had decided this matter the other way, we might as well say goodbye to the creative freedom of songwriters. We need to be able to write our original music and engage in independent creation without worrying at every step of the way that such creativity will be wrongly called into question. Like artists everywhere, Amy and anyway, I work hard. I think I think we, we we've covered it, but I was about to have a long conversation, long diatribe. And the, the funny thing is, all, all our patrons, I, I don't know, I, I, you know, like, you need to find some tanky. Because in, in, <laughs> in the WhatsApp group, it was a raging debate, like, patrons were writing soliloquies about, no, HM is wrong. And I just didn't have the heart to tell them, guys, you're wrong. I didn't have the heart to say that because I didn't want to be that person. But now that the result is coming and Ed Sheeran has been found not guilty, Dan, you want to give us some preamble, then I'll, I'll load up some of the comparisons of the two songs. Vis-a-vis the case of... Ips! Absolutely. Now, this has been, as you may have heard Ed Sheeran himself saying, this has been an eight-year-long court case. Back in 2014, Ed Sheeran released a song called uh, Thinking Out Loud, a smash hit for him. And, you know, very much a generic pop song for many people. But my man does what he does. Um, And uh, the estate of Marvin Gaye claimed that that song infringed on the copyrights of... uh, Marvin Gaye's Let's Get It On. So they were suing him for it for a significant amount of money. Well, as you've just heard, I mean, this case has been ongoing for a while and people have debated and, you know, played both songs side by side to see is, are they similar? Are they not similar? And it's all based on four chords, as uh, Ed Sheeran was saying. So we'll get a chance to listen to it when when Phil loads it up. But uh, as you've just heard uh, today, when we're recording, so you'll get an idea of when we recorded um, uh, the the court case has finally come to an end. It got so bad that Ed Sheeran said, "If this is ruled not in favor of me, I'm never singing again." And people were calling him into question. I, I, as someone in the industry, as someone who understands this, who understands court progressions, I was like, I understand because not only the reason why I'm celebrating is not because I'm an Ed Sheeran fan, it's because had this gone through, it would have been a death knell to music. And if, at that point, just bring on the AI. Just bring, bring on the AI because we're done. Here, here's the thing. Okay, so in, in thousands of years of music, let's say hundreds of years of recorded music, it's, there's almost absolutely nothing new under the sun in terms of chord progressions and sounds. If you copy an entire melody and lyrics, then let's sit and talk about you stealing. 
if you just take someone's beat without getting clearance and all of that, let's talk about infringement. But things that sound similar, come on, man. So many, it would, t- it would take me five minutes to just pick random songs on, on Apple Music and find songs that sound similar. So can everyone just relax? And of course, if you play them right next to each other, and you're going to be like, look, there's a similarity. The issue is not if they sound similar. The issue is, was it stolen? Mm. And come on, man. No, obviously not. But anyway, let's hear so, the songs. Yeah. I mean, as Dan highlighted, there's, there's only a finite amount of chord progressions, melodies, and keys in musicality. Um, a, a perfect breakdown, one of the best breakdowns, is there's, there's a guy called Rick Beato. If you, if you love music, you should actually subscribe to his, his pages. He does great content about music production, music creation, the writing process. And this is where the similarities are, but this is also where I don't think they constitute theft. So let's play it here. Four years ago, when it first came up, I made a video about it. And I did a comparison of the verse of the songs, which are similar. Let me play that for you. Baby, man. Trying to hold back the feeling for so long. Heart could still fall us. Heart at 23. And if you feel like I feel. Okay, so what I did between the two tracks is I took the Marvin Gaye track and I transposed it down a half step so they'd be in the same key. But other than that, as you can see, the grooves and the vibe of both songs are pretty identical. I also did an analysis of the melody in this section. Let me play that for you. Let's take a look at bar one of Thinking Out Loud. Look at the melody. So he's going to go through the melody. But essentially what he does say is, as you mentioned there, the groove and the kick. So you, you'll hear that the snares hit on the same count. The chord progresses at the same thing. Yes, those are similar, but those aren't novel. And the people that were fighting, the, the simple example that I was raising to them is, do you listen to house music? And they were like, yeah. And I was like, in the first four bars of a house song, do you, like if you listen to the full version, do you know what song you're listening to half the time? And they were like, no. And I was like, yes, because genres have commonalities. It's the same thing, Dan. You're a DJ. There's a button to the left of the, the jog wheel. It's a big yellow button that a lot of amateur DJs love using. What's that, what's that button called again? It allows you to loop. It allows you to beat match. Sync. Oh, uh, sync. Yeah, 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 yeah. The reason that button exists is because genres have same BPMs and same progressions and the same formula. That's how you determine genres. So if Ed Sheeran had lost this case, what that would then do is someone could essentially claim a beat progression, which is, hey, my song had a 16-bar buildup at 125 BPM. It had a four-bar drop, uh, eight-bar chorus, and then another four-bar drop in this, with this chord progression, which is very similar to EDM, house, etc., etc., and that would have stifled the creative industry completely. And that was the problem. Mm. There's also claims, by the way, that uh, Marvin Gaye's estate, I don't know how true that is, but they have survived 
by looking for any time someone does something similar to Marvin Gaye and going uh, for for lawsuits. Everyone with the surname Gaye, even the third cousin, all they do is they wake up every morning and they just turn on the radio and turn on TV and they just sit. <laughs> the same can be said of uh, Aliyah's estate. <laughs> I know BlackRock is move. BlackRock is just that uncle is just a shady man. It's a shady, shady, shady man. <laughs> so, and and then so there's something that Ed Sheeran said as well. He said. Artists need to be able to create original music without worrying at every step on the way that said creativity will be wrongly called into question. And I think that's very valid because I've wondered that as well. Like you can just be sitting and think of a, a beat and a, a melody and then you put it together and you're like, oh, wait, now I need to check to make sure I don't get sued. Which sucks, man. As long as you didn't absolutely rip off, copy or use someone else's song. You should absolutely be able to make any, even if it's already been made by someone else. Yes, so you thought similarly to someone else. What's the problem? Aye, man. Anyway, so I'm happy to see that that case is finally closed. Uh, the breaking news that just came out as we were recording. Uh, very good news to hear. Mm. Some Kakaka stories, Phil. Um, you want to talk about this uh, informant? Okay, oh, you know what? Oh, the Pras story. Ah, dude, the Pras story is wild. I still, I'm still wrapping my head around it. Pras was selling photos with Obama for twenty million dollars. Dan, here we are thinking we know influencer marketing. We don't know nothing about influencer marketing. Imagine being paid twenty million for one photo. I mean, to take a photo is what you mean. Uh, yeah. You can take a photo. Pras, Pras, dude, I don't know Pras had this kind of money. Pras, did you see Pras going, going to court with Birkin? Yeah, yeah, yeah. the Birkin purses, brah. <laughs> Here's my thing. Okay, so apart from that, like he's also being, apparently he was an informant. He claimed he was an informant. And to, to, to try cover himself. But yeah. The the reason why this is such a big issue, obviously, in the hip hop community, is because you know the whole um, the whole stigma against snitches. Not only, and uh, I've always thought, I've always thought, I've always thought, nay. Okay, if 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 you're my boy, my family, I gotta protect you. Whatever, cool. I don't know you, and you're a criminal causing problems in my neighborhood, and I mustn't tell the police. What? Mm. Worse off, I get in trouble if I don't tell Hey! Oh, ho, ho! Hey, hoodie! Mm. Oh, you guys are joking. <laughs> anyway, I just, I just feel like sometimes also, like, who do you think is pushing the agenda? <laughs> it's the criminals. Mm. It's obviously the criminals. Hold on, Dan. The criminals. Sorry, Say what you want to say, brother. Philip! For it to be pushed in a community, especially in poorer communities, that it is somehow super wrong and somehow against a code to sell out a criminal. To the point of you become an outcast, a pariah, and maybe even deserve some kind of retribution, death, whatever the case is. Who do you think is pushing that? Obviously, it's the criminals. The criminals are obviously the one who's pushing that. Don't snitch. Nobody say nothing. No, no, no. I get it if you don't snitch because you're trying to protect yourself so that you don't get caught up. Makes sense. But if you're telling me you are keeping information that could save people's lives, information that could save a community based on some code of the streets, 
and of course there's you gotta understand obviously there's there's more nuanced discussions about police uh, in black neighborhoods etc so I understand that but in general this whole idea of nah no snitching man get out of here what you wanna know officer outside of that the the fact that Praz had so much influence he was getting criminals pardoned by the president is wild <laughs> Dan have you read the story like the, I haven't I just I've just seen like the the, the the I'll give you cliff notes basically I'll give you a very a very crass summary essentially there is an unnamed Chinese billionaire who was looking to Malaysian sorry, a Malaysian um, who was looking to influence, but he also had operations in China, but he was looking to influence American politics. And some way, somehow he came across Praz and they started working together. Praz found his way into the White House, um, essentially was operating as a lobbyist. And that's where they caught him because he was operating as a lobbyist. All he needed to do to continue doing what he was doing legally was get a license. And he could have continued to do what he was doing legally. In the same way, Dan, remember a couple of years back, mm. there was a big brouhaha that um, the Zimbabwean government had hired lobbyists in Washington and they were paying mm. exorbitant mm. sums. Mm. That's literally all Praz had to do to continue doing what he was doing legally. But because he failed to get that one certification, it all came crashing down. And that's the crazy thing about American politics. So everything he was doing technically could have been legal if he just got a piece of paper. Hmm. I mean, and obviously America and the whole lobbying situation that they have there is wild. I, I don't get how that's legal, but anyway. Dude, did you, have you been following, like, there's a, just like an hour before we started recording, there's a new ProPublica report that dropped about um, Harlan Crow and, what's this black judge again? I'm forgetting his name. Um, Clarence, Clarence Thomas. Thomas. Clarence so they, Peters. Clarence they've uncovered Thomas. more. Clarence. So as it stands, right? The first major break in that, in that story was that you've got a Supreme Court judge in America. And as you know, those appointments are for life unless they resign or retire. So if Dan yeah. is appointed as a Supreme Court judge at 30, if he lives to the ripe old age of 100, that's, he's 70 years on the bench deciding laws and presidents that, that not only affect the American people, but affect globally because America is such a powerhouse, especially like intellectual property law, because so many intellectual property companies operate from America that, Affects everyone mm. downstream. So you've got this man who's serving uh, as a lifetime judge. There's a billionaire who collects Nazi memorabilia, but that's a story for another day. At the Before last year, he was the only black judge sitting in the court. And for years, he had been taking holidays. That was the first break. He has been taking holidays with this, this, this billionaire. And not only taking holidays, mm. but flying on his private jet, going to his villas. And these were, he was not paying for these. It's not like... There was a group, you know, like, you know, like Dan, when we want to go on holiday, we, we form a WhatsApp group and then one or two of us will go to a travel agent and the travel agent will give us a rotation. Then we'll come back and we'll like, travel agent, that is 2000. Okay. There's four of us. So everyone, please give your $400 to Dan by the end of the month. Then obviously I'm going to be late because that day and then everyone in the group is now looking at me funny because I haven't given the $400 yet. And then before we know it, the trip is canceled. That never happened there because Harlan was like, I got you guys. Don't worry. I got a private jet. We're going to catch my yacht. We're going to go on my holiday home here. We're going to do that. We're going to do that. Ba, 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 ba. Because as you know, Clarence Thomas, fun, fun guy. Everyone's going on holiday with Clarence Thomas. That was the first break. Then the second break was they discovered that Harlan Crow bought the house of Clarence Thomas's mother. 
But after buying this house, which actually was at market value, uh, the mother never left the property. She was staying there rent-free. Hmm. And not only was she staying there rent-free, it was being maintained by Harlan Crow. Not only was it being maintained by him, he was upgrading the home. Which, Dan, I don't know. If you as a radio... It sounds like a no, nice guy. Let me just put it to you, Dan, you, as the head of a radio station, if I am an artist and I buy your house and I say, no, Dan, it's fine. Stay. Don't, don't, you don't have to leave. You don't have to leave. You don't have to leave the house. Stay there. Enjoy. Oh, it's you and your wife? Don't worry. She can stay too. You know what? You know what? I've been thinking about putting a pool here. You know what? I'm going to put a pool in this property. You know, you guys need a skylight. Let me put a skylight. If, if I just do that, and I'm, I'm genuinely asking, if I do that, and then a couple, a couple months later, I'm dropping an album, and I give you the album. Am I going to get the same treatment as an artist who's emailing you from nowhere? Look, I get you, but the thing is, you're speaking to someone who's known for his integrity. Oh, yes. So yeah. for That's me, my That's my mistake. you would get the same. But like other people, mm. yeah, there they, they might be some things called into question. Yeah. There. So we've got the, the home. <laughs> there are other issues. So now, ProPublica uncovered that this man was paying school fees for Clarence Thomas's grandnephew, who he adopted as a son. And school fees was upward of $12,000 a year. And he paid this throughout this child's high school and paid for his college tuition. Now, Dan, I don't know, bruh. If you've got Mbinga taking you on holidays, buying your mother's house and looking after her, looking after your son, looking after you, and you haven't, and keep in mind, he hasn't reported, and none of these were reported. Oh, the other thing I forgot to mention, in the 90s, they actually discovered the, the impropriety. He was warned and he didn't stop. He just continued doing it. And to me, it's wild because democracy is an illusion. Anywhere in the world, democracy is an illusion. That's what I'm starting to realize. I th- uh, you know what I think? I think we know too much about American politics. You know, we need to we need to bring it back home. Let's discuss it together. Saka, we were is free, Dan. Let's let's discuss that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, we should discuss that. You're right, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we should keep our listeners yeah, we should discuss about that. developing on, on the local level, you know? You know? I don't mm. know, Dan, have you been watching the news recently? There's been something going on on like I think it's channel four or seven, but I don't know. Have you been watching that? No. Oh, okay. No. Okay. <laughs> well, you know what we should be discussing? We should be discussing high-level politicians that have fake accounts. How about that? Or, or, or they use their real account and they forget they, they're using that account to tweet. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Philip, let's oh, go gaga ga. Let's go gaga ga. is wild. Guys, one day when we can speak, uh, we will speak, but this country is wild. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, if you have a Blue Sky account, uh, please do consider sending me an invite code. I would love to check it yeah, out. Please, uh, even me. I will even be able me. to. Yeah, please. Plus, plus, plus. Thanks. We would appreciate Blue Sky account invites. Um, thank you. And I know as listeners of this podcast, we've got some friends in high places. So uh, come through. Uh, bless us with those invites. Thanks. We, will, we won't let you down. Mm. Um, oh, I want to talk about this. Um, Sticking to America, um, if you've been following any news in any entertainment spaces, you might have heard about the Writers Guild of America strike. 
basically Hollywood writers have gone on strike and we can expect a severe, severe decrease in the quality of TV shows, uh, comedy shows, live shows, and uh, possibly a lot of pauses, ends to seasons early, et cetera, et cetera. Because I remember this strike back in 2008, I believe. Mm-hmm. I think it was 2008. Yeah, I recall. Yeah, I remember. I remember that's where, I remember there's one episode of Conan where the whole episode he was just spinning his wedding ring and trying to see how long he could spin. to see if he could make it last long. Yeah. Just, <laughs> shout out to him. He's a real one for that. So it's a very it's actually a very complex story. Um, I, 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 I was I, watching all kinds of explanations. I can simplify it. So the the major issue amongst um, scale pay, which we won't get into, is syndication fees. So normally, shows that would go into syndication, I think the figure that was given was like fifteen thousand. So like, if syndication is essentially what we what we experience here is a, is a form of syndication because shows go on HBO, for example, Game of Thrones. When the show is now broadcast outside that territory, outside America, in other territories, that is essentially is um, a form of syndication. And every time it's syndicated, that means it's in a new territory, the writers should be getting a cut of that because Mnet, Multi-Choice, ETC will pay for the right to broadcast that TV show. With the advent of streaming, what they then realized is those don't apply because streaming is just now one big market. So Netflix has started paying lump sums up front. Which in the beginning, when you had a mixed model of TV and streaming, the writers were agreeable to because it was like bonus money. Because Netflix was paying them all, all everything up front. You don't have to wait years for the syndication fees to come in. Because if you're getting scale, you might be getting maybe 200000 a year. As if you're, that, that's even if you're on a regular writing gig. And even on that, another example is um, Conan, for example. If you're on a late night show, uh, actually, Conan discusses this really well. If you can check out his um, Kevin Hart's podcast called Comedy, it's not called Goldmines, but there's an episode with with uh, Conan O'Brien, and he discusses this perfectly. Where he's like, on late night, what you do is you you normally get thirteen week contracts, and after every thirteen week cycle, they renew you. So if you're a writer, you might be on a contract that might pay you two hundred thousand a year. However, you are not guaranteed a year of employment. You're guaranteed 13 weeks at a time of employment, which as you can imagine is incredibly stressful. Imagine every three months your job is up and you need to know if they're going to renew. So every three months you're on probation. That's how it works. Then as a writer, you are taxed. You you have to pay obviously your union dues. Then you have to pay your manager and your agent. So 200,000 can easily become 100,000 even less very quickly. So there's that. So you rely very, not heavily, but quite substantially on syndication fees. The more successful your show is and the more it's syndicated, the more subsistence income you get. Because keep in mind, if you're a writer on even on the most successful shows like The Office, once The Office ends, you're no longer getting paid a writing fee. You're just surviving on syndication. So syndication was paying a lot of these bills. However, because of Netflix's model, for example, they were paying more upfront. So in the beginning, writers were like, oh, this is actually great. Um, I'm getting money from TV and I can also get money from streaming. I'm getting paid upfront. I don't have to worry about the long term. But the more shows that were being produced, the budgets got shorter. Netflix started paying less. And then now everyone started switching to a streaming model. And then syndication died down because 
shows like, and they raised like Abbott Elementary and shout out to Kenta for joining the front line. So Abbott Elementary will air, I think it's on a Wednesday. Is it a Wednesday or Thursday? I can't remember. But within a day, it's on Hulu. That's now streaming, not syndication. You get paid, I think, $750 for that as opposed to a couple thousand. And that's a one-time fee. Now it's on Hulu. Then if it gets syndicated on Showmax, it's another maybe $1,500. So you, you can see how quickly it degrades the earning potential of a writer. So I'm, I've simplified it. I've probably budgeted it. But in, in short, that's a summary of, of one of their main gripes right now. This this is this is what you call simplified. Mm-hmm. I'm try. I tried my best. <laughs> tried my best. Wait, wait, did I go too <laughs> Let me also try. Let me also try. <clears throat> I'm gonna go uh, 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 similar to what Phil said, but I'm gonna try to be a bit more um, simple than Phil was. All these TV shows have writers. The writers want more money. too simple that's okay. too simple let me add the writers want a, a fair wage Dan. they want a fair wage i think it's yes so in previous contracts um like phil said whenever a tv show was played on network television there were syndication fees that were paid to the writers i.e uh, if a show was really successful i.e lots of tv stations all around the world want to play it zbc over here in zimbabwe pays uh hollywood over there for which for for uh, um Night Rider to play on ZBC. That means the writers of Night Rider will be receiving uh, uh, money. I don't, I don't believe it's uh, for the life of the show. I believe there's a certain amount of time that it uh, um, that it applies to. But long story short, just because it, as long as it plays on a network television show, you'll be earning essentially royalties from that show that you wrote. So it doesn't matter if you don't get paid too much in the beginning. You know that you can be paid for years after if you do really well and write a really good show. The problem is now with all these streaming services, these guys no longer do network television uh, syndication royalties. The contracts that have been uh, put together for uh, streaming services is we pay you Kawan at the beginning. While that at first seemed nice because it was a bonus, it was an extra because it's now also on streaming. The fact that all these TV shows are now being taken off network television. And in some cases, um, that was the reason why certain shows only have one season, even though they were popular. Or that was why certain shows, you know, because it would be written into the contract that if the show is popular and gets renewed for a second season, then certain fees will apply. Well, they'll just do the one season. Done. Move on to the next thing. Done. Move on to the next thing. Done. Uh, and a lot of it ended up cutting up the, the writers of the shows. So what they need is a reworking of contracts so that they can earn a, a fair wage for writing all your favorite TV shows, your favorite late night shows, and I think even in some situations, movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, somehow between Phil's explanation and my explanation, I'm sure you've got an overall picture of what's mm, going on. They've downed tools. So I yeah. think, let's simplify it even for Zimbabwe. <laughs> Writers in Hollywood have downed tools and demanded uh, more payment. We now cross over to Ruben The Bauer. Writers fingered the, uh, the streaming services as the main cause of their woes. Mm. We now cross over to Ruben Barwe, who is at Hollywood to speak to some of the writers on the front lines. Ruben. I'm not going to do this. 
So anyway, so this this is quite a big deal because it means all your favorite shows either can't continue or are going to be or are going to be terrible. And there's a lot of conversations about AI around this story, by the way, because people are feeling that AI can write scripts, AI can those write are, those people like idiots, uh, TV those people like idiots, showrunners, whatever. Like Maybe one day it might be able to uh, assist, but um, the writers are saying something which I think is very interesting. They're saying, "Oh yeah, AI is going to replace a lot of people." It's going to replace the executives first before it replaces the writers, which I think is valid. You're not going to need all these mid-level managers, etc. Um, at some point with a lot of the AI tools that are coming up. So let's not be sitting here saying, we don't need you. AI will do your jobs. Eh? Okay. So for now, you can already see immediate effect of that this week. A lot of the late night shows are, are either doing reruns or don't have new episodes. Um, I'm actually curious to see. I want to see what some of them have done. Well, most of them have uh, post production. Uh, yeah. So, uh, but you're also going to see any TV show that is currently in in production, any TV show that is in the middle of a season, is likely going to end like immediately there. Like yeah. that's just the and last episode. Not, of the not even. Sorry. That's what happened back in yeah, 2008. I think it, it affected. I definitely remember it affected 30 Rock. I think um, 30 Rock is one I remember. There's something that also there was a, another mini strike that affected um, House of Cards, but that was another minor, more minor strike. But if you remember, like how badly House of Cards flopped that season, that was partly because of it as well. So I think it was. There, remember, there was also Heroes. Um, yeah, we lost so many good shows because of that strike, man. So stuff like this is going to happen. Even like right now, Abbott Elementary, they just had their finale, but the moment you your your finale is, you already start writing for the next season. Because you're on schedule, but because the schedule for next season has now been disrupted, that means the beginning of next season might be disrupted. My only saving grace right now is at least Succession is written, and we will finish Succession. The only thing I was worried about is Succession being Dan. If Succession did not finish, ah, I'd I'd, fl- I'd fly to Hollywood and whip all those. Items. It's okay. It's okay. Ah, Dan, you, <laughs> uh, you haven't started it, Dan, but you need to. Succession. No, I have started. I've started it. I've started it. Uh, How far are you? I'm coming close to the end of season one now. Uh, uh, I have finally have they, started have they, it. And wait, it is has the, have, they, have they done the vote yet? No, have, have they done the vote yet? spoiled. Yes, they did. So, so they I, did. I, I had the wedding. <laughs> no. You're not at the wedding yet. See, Dan, are you, are you appreciating how amazing that show is? The, it is it is very well written. I the, not, it's not very well written. The acting, the cinematography, mm-hmm. the right every the camera, the the, the characters, um, like I even read an I read an article about the the clothing that was chosen for each of the the characters that are in there, and I, I was like, yeah, no, look, this is a very well well put together show, and I'm enjoying it. It's I it's an amazing it. show. It's an amazing show. So as long as they're able to finish Succession. I'll be happy. Otherwise, ah, it's fine. You know, I've, I can catch up on my books. <laughs> well, I don't have time for TV anyway. That is actually true. Um, if it wasn't for Formula One, I wouldn't be watching TV. It's, it's literally Formula One, soccer, some news. That's it. Let's do another story in the Gagaga. We've got uh, the Star FM Awards that were held yesterday. Boo. Uh-uh. Um, I'm going to share with you some of the winners. When are you guys doing your awards? Oh, we don't have so how can you eat from outside the club uh, when you can't even get in? Huh? People are doing things here. You guys are booing. Hey, get back together. <laughs> I believe this entire awards show was hosted uh, online. 
I don't know how true that is, but uh, uh, that would be interesting. I wonder how that went. I wonder how that went. Anyway, um, let me share with you some of the winners um, at this uh, particular awards ceremony. Um, <clears throat> Best hip hop song went to Fire Emojis Standard. by Leo Magos. Best R&B song, Harore by Takura. Best newcomer, Saint Flow, Silas Mavende. No, no, it's been interesting. Is they said Trevor Dongo love story. Which which part? Part one or part two? <laughs> All the parts combined <laughs> together. Best house or ama piano song, Shasha with Ungo Wami. Best Zimbabwean in the diaspora. Confused with Kamunamoto Kekubawa. Best producer went to Nikki Genius with Lola. Oh, he produced Lola. Mm. I don't know that. Uh, let's see. Any other interesting ones? Uh, best Zim Dancehall, Freeman with Vakomanave Drip. Um, album of the Year, Freeman, David and Goliath. Uh, best Female Artist, Feli Nandi. Best Alternative, Felinandi with Ndona Iwe. Best Collaboration, Fire Emoji, Leo Magos and Friends. Best Male went to Freeman. Uh, Song of the Year, Fire Emoji. Best African Pop, Aishan with Lola uh, featuring Anatoria and uh, Best Sungura, Alec Macheso. So um, I think the, 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 the other interesting talking point from these awards was because Winky D was not listed in the nominees, Several artists, including uh, artists like I think Baba Harari, said, please, thank you very very much for the nomination, but kindly leave me out. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think Star FM explained that you had to submit and he didn't submit. A, ra- a radio, a radio, so. wait, no, 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 time out, time out. No, hold on. A radio station is holding an award show and they want people to submit. I believe so. You're a radio station! <laughs> so they decided how they were going to do their wow okay they decided how they were going to do it I think don't quote me on this I, I, I just seem to remember I need to I need to look for this somewhere while you're looking I also just remembered that the Zimas were supposed to have their live stream yesterday which crashed apparently um, so I'm trying to see if the time, since, um, they post, yeah, cause two days ago, they were supposed to have streamed and like sincerest apologies for the delay in announcing our nominees. We had a technical challenge with our platform. Our IT technicians have been working tirelessly to fix the issue. Unfortunately, this delay will now this will delay the announcement for our nominee schedule today. That was two days ago. Two days later, still nothing. Interesting, Dan. Do you know who else, do you know who's still a title sponsor of the Zimas? Who's the title sponsor? PBC. Hmm. Are they now called Kaya Cement? Well, I'm looking at the logo. It's the logo says PPC. Maybe they paid good data. Uh, well, <laughs> it's actually quite. It, I it's don't actually, want to comment too much because yeah, neither, neither do I. It's just interesting. Like if you look at the list of nominees, there's a there's a commonality that only you and I will understand. <laughs> oh no, I'm mixing up PPC. No, Kaya Cement used to be Lafarge, not PPC. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, uh, there's a commonality in the in the in the advertisers or the sponsors. You'll understand. So yeah, um, weirdly. So that's two days ago, and then just out of they still haven't announced the nominees. And then today they just posted. Let's see who knows their music. 
what's the name of this song? Let us know in the comment section. And then they just posted um, an, an emoji game. You know, like when, when you string emojis together, people have to name it. And it's like, guys, um, two days ago, you're supposed to have told us something and you still haven't told us something. You, have, you haven't addressed it. You haven't told us why you haven't addressed it. It's just like, you want us to answer games? Uh Look, um, sometimes things get difficult, eh? Um, I don't... You, you know, Phil, when we once discussed that it's very difficult to talk about certain things within the entertainment industry in Zimbabwe because we are inextricably entwined. <laughs> we are there. We are there. <laughs> <laughs> so this is, this is a difficult one because I'm also there, like swimwear. You know what I'm saying? So I hope for the best and I hope to help out wherever we can. Um, <clears throat> but that's if people want to be helped. <laughs> uh, I couldn't find any more information about the Star FM uh, awards. Um, but long story short, those were the awards. Those were the winners. They happened yesterday when you're listening to this to hopefully be the day before yesterday or this past week. Um, yo, that's pretty much it. Um, yeah, Phil, that's it. Let's let's uh, let's discuss a few small small things and then listen to some music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's do it. Oh, yeah. I was gonna say uh, the we outside segment. I wanted to ask you how was straight fair because you said you were going. Did you go? I was supposed to go uh, the morning that I was supposed to go. I woke up early, bright and early, to travel, and we had uh, well, the the person I was traveling with had a. a, a uh oh. I suppose we don't need it. <laughs> Had a, a had a sudden death in the family, so we had to cancel trips. Oh, um, which was unfortunate, but um, you know, some things are more important than work. So I didn't manage to go. Um, I would have loved to step. I haven't been in. I haven't been to Skiles in a while, so it would be nice to go there. But let's actually plan a trip then. I'm I'm actually quite serious. I think I need to go down there anyway for work. Let's just go for a weekend, just to see, just to touch the streets. Um, and I'm being serious. Let's just go there. I I, I actually just want to. I need to start traveling more, I've realized, because not only for work, but just in general, like as an informed like person who's supposed to give informed opinions, not only to clients, but people who want information. If we're not in those areas, it's hard to, to say. Like we don't know what songs are ringing off in Mutada right now. You know what I mean? We don't know what's, what the culture of Bulawayo really is because I just go in and I come out. I actually, we should go down there and just chill. Maybe do an episode or two. Hey, Phil, you know, I, I'm no longer a single man that can just hop up and go and whatever, whatever. And it's not guy, even about can you or can't you. It's about I've got so many other things I need to do first before that. <laughs> but hey, let's not let's not shut down things. Let's uh let's make a plan. We can do we we can talk to our friends there at the British Council and do a live episode there in Bulai mm. again. That'll be dope. All right, um, yeah. So in our in our we outside, uh, you want to talk about Afro Beyond? Yeah, man. Shout out, shout out to our boy Solomon. I don't know if you know Solomon Mesh Video. He does some of the editing of of my stuff. Um, he hit me up. Yeah, I think the last event I wasn't able to attend, but then uh, this one he he managed to book on my artist Halu. Um, it was just down the road here at the yard uh, in Newlands, and I was surprised. It was such a great vibe, like just the energy. Before, like my artist even on stage, it's like great vibe. People just out to enjoy themselves, which is a rare thing in Narada. Like people just don't look too cool. You know what I mean, but there, like people were just there to have mafaro. And Afrotech is still very new to the culture here, so that was an interesting and dope experience just to see how people are absorbing it. 
And then, you know, to hear like the whole venue singing a song that you worked, that you worked on, I'm like, oh snap, people actually do know this song. And then he even got a standing ovation. Um, and that was dope, especially for a faceless robot that's a DJ. So Afro Beyond, shout out to them. Um, I'm trying actually trying to see if we can do some work with them going forward. Uh, but yeah, man, shout out to them. That was dope. Then what else have we done? Oh, we've been doing a couple of just, I've just been in the club, you know, doing a couple of events. So it's just been good to see and interesting to see what's happening in the clubs right now. Shout out to the Hatifika Junk guys. That's the fam. I don't know you, Dan. Have you been outside? What you been up to? Did you go to Market and Queen? I did not. Uh, I did not. Um, let me see. What did we do? Oh, um, we had a lovely uh, evening at uh, Pottery Barn. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it. <laughs> no, wait. <laughs> what did I do on Saturday? What, where, where did I go? I went somewhere. I've not forgotten. Mm. The point is I went somewhere. Um, yeah, look, uh, I haven't really been many places recently. Um, yeah. So I'm planning, uh, I'm planning tomorrow to go to a gallery opening thingy. You're Dan. My gosh. About. Hey, I, I'm, ha- I know I'm really happy for you, Dan. You know, I'm happy for you. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm glad that you found a, a partner and everything, but God damn, you've become so boring. Jeez Louise. What is going? Dude, you're, you're still in the honeymoon phase, bro. These are, these, these are the, the golden years. And that's how you're spending them. So five years from now, bro, what the hell's going on? Oh, I just came home and read a book, you know, um, I didn't grow toenail. Oh, no, I mean we're doing stuff. Just it's couple stuff. It's not really out. No, but just like go places, have dinner, go have like uh, go watch a movie, go have drinks. But you can still do you that. Know, that's yeah, what we're doing. Go, going out for drinks, you can still do it. Just have fun things. We should, actually, you should come to the next Afro Beyond. We actually we after this we just yeah, sit down. Yeah, I would have appreciated. Our, our other business partner is actually getting frustrated because we, we made promises and we're not following through, and he's now texting us saying, "Guys, alpha." And now other people are doing are executing our ideas because once again, as we've said. Ideas come a dime a dozen. Executions what people pay for, and other people are now executing before us. We we, are, we, are, we need to get cracking, Dan. We need to get to it. There's a little project. We need. Let's get to it. All right, we get to right. it. So, uh, I'm, there. Yeah. I'm there. I'm there. I'm there. I'm, I'm there. I'm there. I'm there. This is some music. Speaking of, let's listen to some music. No, before that, Dan. I don't know if you guys know. Two weeks ago, obviously, um, mm-hmm. um, our nation celebrated its independence. You know, and as as patriotic sons of the soil. You know, Dan and I did our part. A happy day. Yeah, happy, happy yeah. day. Yeah, us, Dan and I did our part. I don't know if you guys, you might have you might have seen it. You might have seen it in the Zimbabwe Independent cover page. Newsday. Standard. The prestigious and award-winning Gem Nation blog by Jonathan... You're not a good person, Philip. No, shout out to... Actually, I, I was here, here, I was like, you know what, you know what? To be fair, like whenever I send Jonathan a press release, he just, it's guaranteed. No matter how much crap I talk about him yeah. in that group, he'll just post it, he'll post it, he'll just send me a link. I'm like, you know what? You know what? My guy, you're a good guy. You know what I mean? You've got... There's things we need to address, but you know what? I'm mad at you. You know what I mean? But anyway, shout out to him. But in, yeah. In, in, in case you're wondering what Phil's talking about, uh, just after Zimbabwean independence... Uh, if you were in Zimbabwe and you opened up your Apple Music, you would have seen a special Zimbabwe Independence page with special curated playlists to celebrate Zimbabwean music. 
and uh, yeah, we had a hand in putting those together. So that was a uh, mm. very nice. Yeah, indeed. And um, keep keep your eyes locked because there might be more developments in the near future. Yeah, so uh, that's great. It'll be great if we can, you know, we can use this clout, Philip, to, you know, to translate into money. We, I actually, I've told you how you've refused, I'm, and I, I, I've shown you the roadmap. You don't want, so I'll, I don't know if you want to join me on this journey. But you've got to be outside. You, either Taz is coming with, no, no, no. either Taz is coming with, <laughs> um, or she, 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 she can go hang, she can go hang with Maggie. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, no I, I've chosen. I've gone down a different path, Philip. But there's still plenty of room for 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 collaboration. But I've I have thought about this a lot recently. That I do seem to have a bit of clout, influence, connections, networks, and so on. Just let me not. Let me not. Just the other day, I was in a meeting for other things with a very, 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 very high high net worth individual. And I was just thinking, man, how do I translate this into beg? Do you know what I mean? I need, I need to sit down. I need a half a day. I'm going to take time. I don't know. I need a day just to figure out how do I translate the clout and the influence that I currently have. It's not like unduly amazingly big or large or whatever, but there's some. Mm. How do I translate it into bag? That's what I need to figure out. Indeed. But In, yeah. Indeed. You know, yeah, you know, this would have been a good episode to invite our listeners. Because I, I, no, I just realized. I realized I've got a gang of unreleased music that I want to tease. But there's no one In fact, Dan, you tell me. Should we go R&B or should we go dance? What, do, what, what, what are you thinking? Okay, wait, wait with the unreleased music. Let's talk about the couple of biggest, the, the big songs that have come out and then we do the unreleased, unreleased songs. Unreleased songs, I'm, not, I'm just going to tease them. I'm not going to play them because... Yeah, yeah, don't do them yet. We, te- we tease them a little bit. I want to start with this one. Um, Takura and XQ collaborating on a song called One More Time, uh, which came out uh, a couple of days ago. Um, if, we were, if we were organized in our lives, this should have been an exclusive release, but uh, here we are. So I'm going to play this brand new song. It's called One More Time. Check it out. It's to put it in. One time, okay. Taga sanga na nerudo. Shizwa pano nerudo. Kanao sisani. Good morning, Sakura. If I give you what you want, will you give it back to me? Takura and XQ, uh, go stream it if you want to hear XQ's verse as well. It's there on the Apple Music's and Spotify's, etc., etc. I mean, here's a little bit of it. Like you don't care, baby, chico, you don't see me anymore. Like I'm not there, 
not there. See, I'm the same guy. The one I got with different than my maple buyer. The one I got with them with my fire fire. The one I got with purchase Chawai Shire. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Go check that one out. XQ and Takura. One more time. I quite mm. like it. Takura is on a, a bit of a roll right yeah, now. Yeah, he's, a roll. He's, got, he's got the EP. He's, he's got this. Nice, nice. Killing the game. Killing the game in these streets. Uh, I like it. It's a, a, a nice pop song. Mm. Oh, for your vibes. There's uh there's also Nutty Old's brand these new song. People, if only we knew these people and they would like respond to us or message us regularly. You know what I mean? I was about to say for Nutty, but I, I believe he's in Europe there, Saga. Uh, he might pick up. Uh, I, I think but, uh, he's he's got cool. like he's he's got like performances almost every night. Anyway, Nutty O released a uh an Ama Piano song. It's called Makanonoka, and today he dropped a video for it. Uh, he mm. released a song last week. Uh, no, two weeks ago. He literally released it the day after we dropped our episode. Mm-hmm. Or the day after we recorded. So uh, it's been out like almost two weeks now. So check it out. Ability extension. Well, coming to you from another Africa's finest. Oh my G, I'm glowing. Tell my haters I'm sorry. Saga wonders reloading. It's a daunting. Pack the cushion down the low key. Time, time to celebrate our glory. I'm floating, floating. We, rolling. we rolling, easy going. It's Baba Godi, Godi. Benzema. I don't miss when I shoot, shoot. So let's go, highly favored dude. Sight a comfortable money, money. I doubt it's a blessing, the honey. Papa, now I'm I sing praises with the Aiki. Aiki. Maka, no no ka. Maka, no no ka. Maka. No no ka. So I I won't lie, I was a little bit skeptical when I first heard he's doing an Ama Piano song. Because I was like, hey man, don't just be chasing, you know, trends or whatever. But like I'm I'm actually kind of vibing to this. I like I like it a lot. Mm. I like it a lot. Mm. What do you think, Philip? I love Nati. Nati, Nati, Nati is my, my boy, obviously. I love Tamuga, but the, this sounds a little too much like Asake. Hey, look, me, we did, uh, don't be don't be Marvin gaying things over here, Philip. <laughs> <laughs> don't be Marvin gaying things over here. All right, our producer also prepared some songs for. Let me see if I know any of these and I trust any of them. Ooh, Morgan Heritage and Japraiser. Well, yeah, Japraiser is doing his double launch in a week now. Mm-hmm. So he's doing Harare and Bulumoyo. He's opening a double project, two launches, two cities. In fact, Dan, that's a good excuse to go to Bulawayo for a Japraiser launch. Just yeah, no, <laughs> no hate because. I mean, Japraiser is an incredible performer, but he's probably the artist I've seen the most of in my life. 
No, but you see the rest of the lineup. The rest of the lineup looks dope. I, like the rest of the lineup looks dope. Who else is there? Uh, football, I think it's Mziske. Um, I love Mziske. Who you introduced me to? Did I tell you he was part of my workshop when I went down there? I love Mziske. That dude is dope, man. He is dope. So he actually came, he linked up with me. Um, so uh, what am I looking for? I'm looking for John Prazer. But yeah, let's go. Actually, Dan, let's go. All right, let's let, let's hear this song of his. Morgan Heritage, of course, Morgan Heritage, uh, the group from Jamaica, Grammy Award winning group. Band, uh, they've uh, hooked up and a fave in Zimbabwe, might I add. They've hooked up with Japraza for a new single which is called Maria. Let's hear it. Papa, you know why I'm here. I'd like to. I've been dating your daughter for some time, you know? And it's that time. Majongwa jiti gori gori, ruchiri rungwa nani, diga di go go gori, pamusha simbirori, jiganzu nodani, ande humbori ani, ande fuzira gadai, mundu ya godobori, meza rimbofani mabori, waita mamu girori, babando zandingori, I'm kind of liking the vibe of it. <laughs> mm. uh, I, I finally you. found the flyer. Let me find you the lineup for Bulawayo. Mm. Yes, tell me. We've obviously got Ja Praiser, the headliner. Then we've got DJ Tira, Shasha, Nomfunda Mo, ASAF, Manine, Mzo7, K, Iasa, DJ Nosba, DJ Mzo, and DJ Bambongile. All roads. Lead to the Queen's Sports Club on the 13th of May. Dan, ah, Dan, let's go. This uh, actually looks like it'll be fun. Let's, let's go. Hey, I feel uh, I don't want to lie to you. I'm not going to blow away for a job raiser launch. I, I'm, just, I'm just being honest here. If we can find it's another okay. reason to go, and then we just add this to that, you know what I'm saying? Then, yeah, let's talk. <laughs> I can find many reasons to go. No, I don't mean. Obviously, anyone can find a reason to go. I just mean if there's there's a legit other, you know. I can we Dan at at this stage in our lives we can I can we can manufacture many reasons to go, even business legitimate business reasons. Hey, you don't want to touch the streets. You don't want to be a man of the people, even though you are running a national radio station. That's why that's that's why they say the people in Harare just keep hanging on Bulawayo, perhaps disgusting <laughs> <laughs> all right and then there's uh there's a song here by uh nyasha david called check up on a cream nyasha david uh but it's actually pretty dope international Inter- 
International Diani, Diani I sing a ticket pani cream Diani Pakati penyu wa pandiani Wapi wazigu keka pandiani Which one are you? Which one are you? I sing a ticket pani cream Pakati penyu wa Which one are you? Wapi wazigu keka Which one are you? Which one of you? Who doesn't play your shit David music to get the girl in the mood? I do it too. Coach got wins every true. Man, man, this finger looking good. I'm about to let it loose. Let it loose. Put a spell on the ears, man. Call me Medusa. Put it on my teeth. If you need that juice. Don't need clenches, man. Dear producer. Madiona. Dajiona. It's a Rwanda. And Janetzi Kusporta. I'm Jamire Kuvomfa. And I'm big and I'm pizza. But do you go Kuta? Diani. Diani. I sing a ticket. And I cream Diani. Pakati penyu wa pandiani Wapi wazigu keka pandiani Which one are you? Which one are you? A single ticket pani cream Interesting. Everybody want to be a rapper. But I, I do kind of like it, Nyasha David. I have shady comment then. Why? He's an artist. Why can't he? No, he can be. But I mean, you know, see, you, you just, you don't think of him as a rapper. But it's dope. Not just, you're in your shady comments. You're in your shady comments. It's what do fine. you mean? No, you're interpreting this as shady. This is not shady. I'm a huge fan of Nasha David. I love Nasha David. And and I like the song. Um, there's this new K-Flow. I was waiting for it, but I never got a chance to listen to it. So I don't know. I don't know if it's dope or not. K-Flow has been killing it but right K-Flo now. K-Flow is dope. K-Flow. Yeah. Uh, he's running the streets. Shall we check it out? Or shall we end Let's the show with it? it? Let's end the show with this new uh, There's so much dope music that actually dropped as well. Let me see what else is is is, 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 is giving me a little bit of earworm. A little bit of earworm. Oh, Dan, have you heard this song? Oh my gosh. This this new DJ Melzi song. Ooh, this is fire. I've heard this.
What do you think, Dan? What do you think? Pretty cool. Pretty cool. Well, I like the vibe of it. Our, our, our friend of the show recently dropped a single as well. Rachel Chinoriri. It's called Ribs. Did you, have you sampled it? I have not yet. Like it, I love it, I love it. Keep in mind, you can get all these on the music from the podcast playlist. We have a link to that. Let me see. Hmm. Yeah, there's a lot more, but let me not get into that. In fact, let me drop some. Let me drop some exclusives. Some exclusives, exclusives, exclusives. Where do you want? Where do you want me to go, Dan? Where do you want me to go? I, I want us to get out of here. So just make it make it some quick fire exclusives. Wow. Once again, listeners, do you see how much Dan cares about you? Do you see? Let's go. Let's go, Philip. Let's go. Let's go. Okay. Let me let me play you. Let me play you this one. What do you think, Dan? Very cool. That, that's a uh, halua. Yeah, that, that's Halu with a Lolo Sky. She's she's doing a lot of amazing things. She's doing a lot of amazing things. Uh Dan, the, we've got so much music. I'm actually I'm I'm actually actively looking for um someone to join the team. So if you are an artist manager, I was actually speaking to Godwin earlier today to see if he's got any graduates from the MBA for Africa program. But if you are someone who's got an interest in the music business, music management, but also with the skills, the requisite skills to actually demand the position, hit me up. Um, I have a position for you at the label because we're expanding. We've got a lot of guys coming through. There's a lot happening. Dan, this song right here. No, you've got to respect this. This is from our boy Rhymes mm-hmm. with Daycom. I'm fighting for this to be the first single. I'm, we've, I'm, he, he's got another idea in mind. So we're, we're taking to the, the fans. I don't know if you've been seeing. We've done little snippets on, on the socials recently. So just to get what the, the public perception is. But this is a song called Better. Rhymes and Daycom. I don't, I don't know what you feel. Have you heard it yet, Dan? No. Give it a listen. Yeah, yeah. This ain't adding up. You can't take it away from me. And this is way too much. 
This ain't normally how I be And I've been steady all Physically and mentally But she sucked my soul Say goodbye while it's left of me And I've been trying to run But she didn't Try to fight it And I would like to get to Know you better I would like to get to Guys, this is right. Nothing at Point Black. We got nothing but hits. Nothing but hits over here at Point Black. We're killing this shit right now. Dan, what do you think? Nice. Very cool. Very cool. What, what a subdued response. Wow, Dan. Wow. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Cool. Cool. Ah, uh, it's dope. I like it. I like it a lot. Okay, I've got one more for you. I got one more for you, Dan. One more. Mm-hmm. And I, I need you. To, I need you to be serious now. Uh, <laughs> when was I not serious? <laughs> I need you to be serious now. Because okay. you're not respecting you're not respecting the vibe. Do you want me to do you want me to get up and start twerking like right now? What do you want me to do? Of course it's I nice. of, so, Yes, Dan. That would actually be the preferred response. Like you should be twerking. Why why aren't you twerking, Dan? Maybe it's just not good enough to make me twerk. Did you think about that? Huh? Oh wow. Oh, Which wow. is not a slight on it because I don't think there's very many songs that could make me get up and twerk. Okay. Here's, here's a little snippet or something. Let me skip ahead. Somewhere far away, over the rainbow, far away, over the hills down by the lake, there's the one that got away. Somewhere far away, over the rainbow, far away, over the hills down by the lake, there's the one that got away. Nah, then. I'm stressed right now. I'm stressed. <laughs> Do you know dr- how stressful it is you're, you're when you've got a hard drive full of you're, hits? You're dramatic. That's when you've got a hard drive full of hits, and you're like, guys, what am I going to do with all these hits? I don't even, like, how am I going to push these, bruh? That's why I need to touch the streets, Dan. That's why I'm hungry right now. I'm hungry to touch the streets. Because okay? <laughs> I need to work these songs. Hits. All right, all right. Nothing but hits. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, thank no, you very much for tuning in to another give you episode. What, what, did you, what did you think? What did you think of the last one? What did that you was think dope. That was Jordan, huh? Huh? That was Jordan, huh? Yeah. He's do you know what? Even when we first heard him that time, like I like I was like, man, this guy's dope. Like he's got there's like we mentioned before, there's very little that's new under the sun, but it sounds like he's new. Dad Dad I think I told you the story, but someone sent me his stuff. I was like, yo, this is dope. And I sent it to a friend. The friend didn't even respond to the comedy. He just said, Phil, you better sign him. Mm. And sign him now. I was like, yo, I don't have the capacity. I can't. He said, Phil. And he phoned me. This person never phones me. He's like, Phil, if you do not sign this kid. <laughs> and his work ethic, I think the greatest thing about him is he works. Like, I'll tell him, yo, this needs to be done. That, you know, coachable artists, I love it. Just being coachable, I love it. <laughs> oh, snap, I've got another one. But I don't know. That one, I think we're still working on it. I've got a song with Yamikani and one of the other acts. Ooh, Yamikani's a beast, yo. I told mm. you. I told you. CJ, mm. you know what? Actually, let's talk off here. But yeah, this is all happening right now. 
Yeah, so ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, thank you very much for tuning in to another episode of Two Broke Twimbos, your favorite podcast. You can support us by going to twobroketwimbos.com forward slash donate and signing up to become a Patreon subscriber a patron, as we call them. Uh, you get exclusive access to our WhatsApp group where we have great discussions, including this week, a lot of discussions we had about Ed Sheeran versus Marvin Gaye. A lot of the subtext and nuance, et cetera, et cetera, was had in that group. You wouldn't have heard it on this podcast. There were other discussions that we had in there. You can have exclusive access to that just by being a Patreon subscriber. And it's great because, you know, it's people that care about the things that you care about. It's a great group to be in. It's not spammy, I promise. Uh, if you don't want to be in the group, that's also fine too. If you just want to support us, twobroketimbles.com forward slash donate, sign up to the Patreon and we would be very happy to take your just small, small $5 per month. $5 per month. Mm-hmm. Uh, alternatively, you can donate or contribute more. There are tiers available. It just uh, It's just up to you and your appreciation of the art that we provide for you. You can also supr- support us by uh, liking, subscribing, following, dropping a comment on whatever you listen to the podcast on. Uh, we're going to end the show with the new K-Flow, who's been on a tear lately with his brand new single called Say Say. Uh, yeah, anything else, Philip? Nothing. I think I think you've covered it, man. Thank you guys so much for the support. I really appreciate it. Um, shout out to the patrons. If you're in Dubai this weekend, head on over to the Breakfast Club. Um, Ray will be performing there. They normally have it at the Burj. They've now moved to the Secret Garden. Um, more details will be on their page or even mine because I'll, I'll obviously be posting that. We've also got a bunch of other performances for our, our artists coming coming out soon. Um, it's going to chill out a bit in winter But then also Dan and I after this Need to have a meeting about our event I'm putting it on air so that listeners And patrons particularly can pressure us Because we've been stalling on this for quite some time And we need to get the ball rolling So Dan, we need to have a meeting about the events Shop, shop, let's do it um, Yeah, alright ladies and gentlemen Boys and girls, we'll catch you in the next one uh, In the meantime, please do enjoy And hit us up on the socials Danny that guy, Phil Chard, two broke twimbos across everything We'll catch you in the next one. Peace and love. We out. Boy. Denge Maradona, denge ndichi tisha, ndichi pasa, ndichi gona Inga mnoji ziva, ando makwa anebora Nenge vachizama, kundi sitendera magora Tumahora, asishusha, tinoona, mnasamora Daily, responi kanzuru, teti, mamlak heilina Zimeslepa hoda, isem, jet, no reverse diri Can't get coma na next day, uka big spina Okay, geto roda dora, geto reneta renda, asi wa ya mchiri shora Geto roda baba, asi wa ya mchiti dora Makaisha magwinya, patamba, tachaka nyora, tichichwaga mabaka now see, get to you track rover skis. Like Bob Kendo Light, he won't take it easy. Shurum Kandi Sunga, you won't understand the reasons. Shuma Shadi Maria, Papa Kutoda Jesus. Pakutoda Jesus, Pakutoda Amen. Pasta Vane Gori, the Nechi Super Mugemens. Amate Pet Kondito, the Nondi Peta NH. Warira Vepa Dus and Dipopa Nema NM. Please, akona kundi batanda kasindi marajis. Vaka mitisa na vachigaya vama chius. Vaka pikisa na umaka pinda mafius. Did he work the pills? Moody say say, can you tell me Moody say say? Moody say say, can you tell me Zidi say say? Uma geto Moody say say, Moody say say. How you feeling Moody say say? Can you tell me Zidi say say? Moody say say, can you tell me Moody say say? Uma geto Moody say say, Moody say say. 
Dying that joke, I say my gets in my G's. Tefamba netoka, waka doka for my deals. Tefamba muri mataka, kora taka ease. The only time you get blessed up is when you sneeze. Diri worryo, see me fight. You won't worry on, you won't worry on. Ini diri ginda worryo, see me kill a bigger worry. Never sorry. Iwewe hauterere, damba kuhudwa haka nodona pamuzerere Looking for prophets, prophets promising people paradise And if you want a miracle, hunza marin sendere Icons ain't even getting bread, you're a sasko Iphone user, but get on it was a mampo My own ain't even lines, we in the jungle Y'all won't get the message, I'm on a bando Muri say say, can you tell me Muri say say Muri say say, can you tell me Ziri say say